my name is Kyle Lee and I am your InterVarsity Media Production Coordinator from the New York, New Jersey region. And this is the Media During the Disruption podcast. I um, am your friendly neighborhood media man like Spider-Man, but for media and uh, I'm Korean American. So unlike Peter Park or I'm like Peter Park because, you know, Korean. Uh, this is the Ministry During Disruption podcast. And uh, we're just talking about ministry in the midst of all the craziness of things that are going on. So here talking about cool stories that, from around uh, our movement and university and just what's going on in our country in light of everything that's going on in our world. It's, it's pretty crazy out there. Um, yet, God still is still at work and he never stops working and he's using people all every day to do work. And in the midst of all that, people are doing ministry. So um, today I have a get my uh, a special guest, my my friend and fellow UVA Wahoo, um, Alice. Alice, can you introduce yourself just a little bit? Yeah, so I um, am a registered nurse at um, a level one trauma center um, here in Philadelphia. I've been working as an ER nurse for several years um, at multiple hospitals in Philadelphia, and I love being a nurse. There you go, there you go. Um, oh, before we even get super started, we gotta, we gotta thank you and all the essential workers and healthcare workers out there. Um, I'm glad that you are doing these things that I am not trained to do and helping people in, in this crazy time. Um, but yeah, I mean, as, as I've said multiple times already, this is a weird, unprecedented time for us as, as, as a country, us as a world, um, and you're still working. So how, how, well, tell me more about what this is like. Sure. Uh, yeah. So March was crazy. Um, we had our first patient um, in the Philadelphia region in early March, and um, things escalated pretty quickly from that point. I mean, we just went all in with preparation. Um, every day it seemed like there were operational changes in the department. Um, <clears throat> so I'd say March was, was really stressful for, for me and for my coworkers. Um, but, um, yeah, thankfully we were able to just have those few weeks of preparation before we hit our peak in mid April. Yeah. So, um, and Philadelphia has been hit pretty hard, right? You're in, you're working in Philly. Um, just like how, like, um, can you walk me through some of the emotions that you've been going through over the past couple of months? I mean, it's been, I'm assuming it's been a lot. Yeah, definitely. Um, <clears throat> I think, um, in the beginning I was really stressed. Um, we were doing some pretty, um, robust statistical predictions for how things would play out in Philadelphia. I mean, we were seeing that things in New York were pretty bad. Um, but basically, uh, we were running our numbers based off of what China and Italy were going through. And, um, the numbers that we were predicting that we would see through the ER were numbers that I never thought that we would be able to handle. Um, we are 29 bed emergency room and, um, we were predicting 20 to 60 uh, patients coming through there a day that would require ICU level care, so intensive mm -hmm. care. Um, and that was something I've never seen before. I mean, on a crazy, crazy day, we might see <clears throat> might see six, seven ICU patients, um, but nothing to that uh, to, to that degree. So I think fear was definitely a major emotion that I was feeling and my coworkers as well. But as that, you know, initial fear and shock kind of wear, you know, wore away and we were able to talk to each other and I, you know, had my ways of coping and talking to other people about it. Um, I think we just kind of settled into it and just put our heads down and 
um, I think we got a lot of attention as nurses um, that that we've never had before. I mean, I feel like I've kind of an underappreciated job, but in the past few months, I mean, just so much support from the community. So I, the thing that that sounded like there, you had a lot of fear. There was a lot of uh, you felt like overwhelmed, right? Because of all that that stuff, which led to stress. Um, like obviously that makes that makes a lot of sense. There's there's so much to there was you were anticipating way too many. Um, I know for my I mean, way too many patients that is my I know my dad was like was anticipating clearing all all the hospitals and in Philadelphia and New York he had all his friends in in the medical field who were like oh my gosh this is gonna be crazy. Um, but you talked about there you mentioned it um, and it was a little uh, so like a short sentence you said um, me and some of my coworkers and friends um, and I had coping mechanisms and like what what did you do to cope with everything that was going on um, and then. Um, how did you just, how did you get down, get to that place where you could put your head down, like, and just kind of work? Because, um, did you like, <laughs> I mean, we're both Asian Americans, right? So did we, did you just like suppress all your feelings and ignore them or like as, as we Asian Americans are apt to do, or like, like, how did you, how did you end up uh, going about that? I mean, I definitely had a little bit of that at the beginning, the suppressing the emotions, the I'm fine. I'm an ER nurse. Oh, I see scary stuff on a regular basis. <laughs> everything's fine you know that office clip of uh or no no it's not the office clip the, the guy from friends who said i'm fine i don't know why my voice is all squeaky like this but really i'm fine and um yeah. <laughs> that's how i felt like the first uh like through march um and then i realized i was so stressed when one day i just had a breaking point i got so irritated at my mom over the phone for something that was no big deal at all and thankfully i mean she's so gracious with me and she i apologized and she forgave me and i just it just all spilled out then i just realized i was bottling up so much of my stress and um I think it was a Sunday. I had that phone call with my mom and I realized I really need to start talking to people because um, it had been maybe two weeks since um, the stay at home orders were issued in Philadelphia. And mm -hmm. I really felt hesitant to talk to any of my friends who weren't in healthcare because I was feeling really scared and I didn't want to scare more people. I didn't want to spread mm -hmm. fear because fear is so toxic and fear is something mm -hmm. I think that can be manipulated and overplayed in the media. Um, but I just think God is uh, showing up in really unexpected places for me. So for example, at my work, um, I prayed for believers at work who I could pray with and the hospitals are very secular. So one of the ways that God has been meeting me has been just um, introducing me to other believers at work. We've started a prayer group and we've been praying together through this pandemic. Um, we, uh, you know, pray regularly for our patients. You know, if any of us have, a patient who died recently, we pray for their family together. Um, and so that's been really impactful in our work because of the pandemic. And just to come together with those nurses who were also believers and be able to pray um, really, I think, allowed me to uh, just, it was really cathartic for me. Um, and so I think that just talking to my community and prayer um, and just like other things like sleeping well and exercising regularly and eating well. Those are all like things that I use to cope and I and keep my sanity, especially because I'm an extrovert and social distancing has been very difficult for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I totally get that. So yeah, I mean, it sounds like, like, yeah, you were really stressed. You're overwhelmed. You're bottling everything in. And then you got to talk to some people who loved and cared about you. Um, they were gracious with you. And then you got to pray, start a prayer group with people um, who understood you and understand your situation. 
um, and then you're able to pray through things, and then just uh, basic healthy rhythms in life. Um, yeah, I mean that that makes total sense. That, that sounds awesome. Um, so in the in the midst of all that, after you kind of switch mentalities, like what are some like stories of what you've what you've been doing um in the midst of like what's like what's been like some really tough days and then maybe like what's what's an example like a really tough day and then maybe one of the like big awesome stories or a way that god met you in the midst of everything um as you did your work i think easily the toughest day that comes to my mind um it's about like the beginning of may and you know without disclosing too many details we just had a, a young kid come in and um yeah, a young person who had no reason to have any health problems. And he just collapsed one day and he didn't make it. And we had no explanation and it was not due to COVID. And um, COVID, it's, it's horrible. And, you know, at one point, at some points in the ER, all of my patients had COVID and it was like almost all that people could talk about or see, but the reality is, and any healthcare worker will tell you, the reality is, is that people don't stop having heart attacks, people don't stop having strokes, gun violence doesn't stop, um, you know, motor vehicle accidents don't stop because of a pandemic. Um, and so, uh, yeah, when this kid came in and just, it was kind of just out of nowhere, we had no explanation and it was, you know, I've seen hard things as an ER nurse, but this one just for, for some reason, some, some patients just really like, really you connect with and you really connect with the case. And for me, I talked to the family and that was really difficult. Um, and so that was one of my hardest days. Um, and um, yeah, that was in the middle of the pandemic. Um, and I think what really helped me, you know, come home from work that day was, you know, I live with a, a nurse, my roommate's a nurse and, um, it's really important. I think if any healthcare workers are out there listening to just talk about what we see, um, because it is really unique. Um, I know a lot of healthcare workers, especially ER staff don't want to be heralded as heroes and don't want people to feel pity for them. And that's not what I want either. But what I'm trying to convey, I guess, is that, you know, we have to take care of ourselves and be able to process things that we see. Otherwise, we see a lot of nurse burnout. I mean, the statistics of nurse burnout are crazy. And there have been a lot of projections about nurse burnout after this pandemic that look, are scary to think about um, because of how much, you know, some nurses have seen during this. To answer the other part of your question, um, this is something I've shared with um, a lot of my community because I was just so proud to um, be the recipient of this. But um, uh, when we realized how bad the pandemic was going to be, that it was going to be worse in the U.S. than in China, than in Italy, um, that we were, and we still are, you know, the most hard hit country in the world. Um, I kind of, you know, we went on social media, we meaning healthcare workers, tons of people hashtagging, get me PPE, which stands for personal protective equipment. And, you know, my family heard about this and, um, I don't know if Kyle, if uh, you use uh, Kakao or WeChat. Kakao, yeah. yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. WeChat, so, yeah. so I find that like WeChat is like more popular around like Chinese communities, but <laughs> yeah. right, yeah. yes, absolutely. Yeah. So, anyways, um, my my family's all over that, and they just put out a mass, like I don't even know what it was, an announcement, a text that you know 
we need masks, we need gloves, we need gowns, protective gear, face shields, and they just came, Kyle, they came. Um, I, my living room was like filled with boxes um, from, shipped from China, from New Jersey, from New York, um, all these, and totally random people who I don't know, who my parents don't know, and just the Chinese community coming together to provide that. I mean, I think we received over, over, you know, 10,000 gloves, easily thousands and thousands of N95s and masks that all went to our hospital. Um, wow. And so, yeah, praise God, because that was a big prayer request and definitely a big source of concern for for me and my coworkers was having enough PPE. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know, I know that that's one of the big major things that's been going on in New York is that there's the lack of PPE. Um, and that's been a huge, huge thing. And, um, yeah, yeah, that makes total sense. Well, okay, so we're gonna wrap this podcast up, um, and if you wanted to hear more about that, uh, more about this in- from the interview, more from Alice, etc., we're gonna go to our other podcast, uh, our Gardens and Empires podcast, which we'll jump on in just a bit. So you can check that out and look at Gardens and Empires on um, on Spotify, uh, Stitcher, and all those places, um, and check that out. Um, but uh, so go ahead and, and uh, subscribe to that and, f- and f- find the, the, this part of that podcast um, on the other one. And you can listen to the rest of it if you're interested. Um, but uh, before we go on this podcast, Alice, um, if you, there were, um, let's say, like college, there's a lot, of, a, lot, a lot of students are listening to this podcast. So if there are, is there a student here who knows a healthcare worker or wants to be a healthcare worker or is just interested in, in your story? Like, what would you be like telling them if they were, especially those like nursing students, for example? Mm, nursing students. So, well, if you're a nursing student, you have a lot probably going through your mind. You're probably, you know, you may be nervous about what may be coming for you. I know I did not think that I would go through a global pandemic and we didn't know how deadly this would be when uh, it first came out. So I didn't know that I could possibly be exposing myself to something that could kill me, that could harm my family members. And so this may not be what you signed up for, but I will say that nursing is... Um, I could not be prouder to be a nurse. I think it is such an honorable profession that is dedicated to serving others and to seeking the well-being of others, especially the most vulnerable in our communities. Um, so I would just tell nursing students, I think a lot of nursing students that I talk to, you know, are burdened by things like NCLEX, which is our boards, um, or, you know, jobs after school or externships during the summer between your third and fourth year. And I would just say, you know, if you're listening to this and if you're a Christian, put your faith in God. He will provide the right job for you. And um, the stories of how I landed my first job out of college, that's a story for another day. But um, it is exactly, I know now, years from now, that that was the right place for me. Um, so I would just tell nursing students, you know, keep taking things one day at a time, focus on your schoolwork. Um, it's hard to do in the middle of everything else going on in our, in our world, but I think God puts us in the places we're at and asks us to give him honor and give him glory with everything that we're doing. And that may just include the, the mundane, the menial tasks of studying and of if you're living with your parents, doing your chores and honoring them. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And then just to students in general, something I've been just telling myself through the pandemic is just controlling what I can control and letting go of what I can't. Um, So um, for me, I want to play God a lot of times. I want to tell my family, oh, you can't do that because that's not appropriate social distancing, or you have to wear a mask, or you have to do this or that. 
Um, and the truth is at the end of the day, I can't control what other people do. That's what I do at my job all day is I educate patients. I give patients my best advice on what I think is best for them. But at the end of the day, they may not, may or may not take that. And for me, it, it's a harder burden on me if I get upset about all the things I can't control when I'm not God for a reason. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. With um, all that in mind, um, if you do want to hear more about that story from Alice or, or um, want to hear more about that, you can check out our Gardens and Empires podcast, but do subscribe to this podcast and continue to listen to more stories like this. And um, yeah, uh, thanks for listening to our podcast. Mm-hmm.